Leadership and cultivating a winning culture were the hot topics at the 80th annual ABCA baseball convention in Dallas, Texas this past weekend. We took Keep the Line Moving on the road. It's Keep the Line Moving Coaches Week. Now it's time for the head coach of the USC Trojans in his second year, Andy Stankowitz, as we continue on with the podcast series from the ABCA Conference. Tell us your baseball life. It's worthy of you going from start to finish because it's really, what a journey, my friend. What a journey. It, it, it has been a journey. Yeah, I uh, grew up in Southern California. Actually wanted to be a, a football player more than probably a baseball player, but uh, I wasn't, wasn't the, quite the, the biggest and the fastest, and so we kind of turned my efforts towards baseball and fell in love with baseball and um, got a chance to play at Pepperdine University coming out of uh, St. Paul High School and Santa Fe Springs, California, and then uh, played there for four years and got drafted by the Yankees, started a professional career, spent, uh, spent a good good six years in the minors, right? Two years in single A, two years in double A, two years in triple A, and then got to the big leagues in 1992, and then I spent the next seven years in the big leagues then. Then got, got a little banged up, um, got sent back down at triple uh, A and, and had some injuries and then tried to get back to the big leagues, never, never made it. And then I started a coaching career in 2002 with the New York Yankees. I went back to the Yankees, the team that drafted me, and I started coaching. And um, I knew right away when I was done playing I was going to coach. Um, I know you hear a lot of guys say, hey, when you're done playing, take, take some time off to figure out what you want to do. Um, for me, I, I knew that I love baseball, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I had to have a life in baseball, I thought. So... So God provided an opportunity to get back into coaching and professional baseball. So I did that for five, six years, and I scouted for the Yankees for a year and um, in the Four Corners, and and then I coached at uh, Arizona State University. I was an assistant coach under Coach Murphy there. I had the time, a great time, great, great learning time back into college baseball, and then I left college baseball, went to the Seattle Mariners for a couple of years as an infield or, um, or a field coordinator position. Um, then Grand Canyon University called and said they wanted to talk about maybe possibly coming back to college coaching. And so I took that job and it was a Division II program and went to Division I. Um, had a great time growing that program. Had a great administration that was uh, really, really uh, helpful and supportive to help grow that program. And then uh, um, USC called a couple of years ago, and this is year two. And so... So here we are. It's been uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind, but it's been it's been uh, it's been a heck of a ride. So let's go back to Southern California when you were growing up, and you saw that hey, I'm pretty good at baseball, and I think I can play collegiately. And then you get to Pepperdine, and you start to excel. At what moment did you know? And you said you loved the game, and that's most of it. But you have to have ability. Sure. At what point did you know in your youth college level right when you could pair the two the passion for the game and the ability to take it to subsequent next levels per se um well i got dropped out of high school and so i think that uh, um that i kind of you know for whatever reason kind of told me that hey um, i didn't, might have a chance to do this after college and i got drafted after my junior year as well and so you know i i always believed that that at some point I was going to get an opportunity to play professional baseball, um, um, but I think that uh, it's just the, the, the passion to play and the desire to get better um, just was just at the forefront of my entire college career. I just, you know, I, I, I joke. People ask me like, "What was my mate? What did I? 
my major at Pepperdine was staying eligible. I didn't. I didn't really. I'll be honest. I, I, now That's I'm a college what we want. coach yeah, at USC. Yeah. It's an academic, great academic university. So our students, I, I stress the importance of academics. But honestly, I just I went to college because I knew I wasn't ready to play professional baseball at, at high school, and I knew that the next route would go to college, and I just wanted to play baseball. Um, and uh, I did graduate from Pepperdine, uh, which is a small feat in itself. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just was just passionate about the game, and I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better, and I really enjoyed the competition. I was a better, I think I was a better professional player than I was a college player because we played every day. College game was fun, and but you, you don't play every day. I just, I really wanted to play every day, and so, so now I get a chance to, to, to turn my concentration, my efforts, to help our guys, you know, become, become the best player they can be. And um, now, I, I, I think I knew all along that. That this is what I wanted to do. So you're you're at Pepperdine. You wanted to be eligible. That was a great a great story and all. So since I've started the podcast a year ago, I've had former major leaguers on, NFL players, things of that nature, and I get asked the question a lot. You know, hey, you talked to all these people that I spent 21 years in professional sports, and they ask me all the time, what's the difference between, uh, let's say, a AAA player, a high, a great college prospect, and a pro? And I always say it's the mindset, and you have it. It's that next level mindset to deal with failure, to deal with success, to get them on the next at bat. You make an error, you forget about it. It's that short-term memory. What was it for you, do you think, mentally, that made you the successful pro that you were? Good question. It's, just, it's a hard game, right? But it's a game of failure, right? So you have to learn how to kind of move on to the next day. And I think that uh, um, that's why... I, I think that the difference for me was, um, and my son played professional baseball for, he was drafted out of Arizona State and played professional baseball. And I, I tell all the guys that, that are in pro ball, like, hey, get stronger as the season goes, goes along. Because like most of, your, most of your, your, your competitors, they get weaker. They, um, they start to slow down, right? The grind of, of playing every day, the grind of spring training, and, and now you're into the first month, the second month, third month, fourth month, fifth month, sixth month. Um, if you if you can finish strong, right? Because there's there's always like a, a dog day of, of a season. Those really exist, and I don't care what level you're at; those exist. Um, so in those dog days, do you have the ability, the mental strength, and the physical stamina to to turn it on versus versus fall back? Because most right. players fall back. Right. If you can, you you want to make a difference, jump out in front of those players um, and finish well. Um, I think that was something that I just I was, for whatever reason, um, I understood that well, and I was like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to let myself fall into like, hey, I just want the season to end." Um, I, I was just trying to push as hard as I could to the very end. Great answer. All right, let's move on to SC. You, now you've had accolades in coaching leading up to uh, Grand Canyon, leading up to SC. Second year of the program, what are you aiming to do? Well, I think we're, we're, we're continuing to build. I mean, year one was a, a, I think it was a good, good foundational year. I think now it's about putting stepping stones to continue to move forward. Um, we got we have a lot we have a lot of work to do. Um, we still there's 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 uh, um, kind of team culture stuff that we're trying to to continue to figure out. People think year one that's over with. I don't think that's ever over with. We're always trying to build it. Um, we've got to acquire a skill set, and I th- I like the young men that we brought in um, that our staff is has identified and and we recruited and we brought in. Um, I don't know that they're ready to play year one, but I do. I like what I see in the fall to where, hey, by 
by year two. I do feel like they're going to be everyday contributors. And so I think that um, that year two, we've just got to continue to build it and in every aspect. we got a long way to go. And the competition in college baseball, as you know, is just it's big. I mean, in Southern California, you know, UCLA, Fullerton, Irvine, Santa Barbara, it doesn't stop, man. It's just it's just so competitive in the recruiting world. Um, and we understand that. And so we just got to we got to we got to keep keep building and keep um, working hard and we gotta have a growth mindset. We got to we, we can't get caught up in, hey, man, this is the only way to do it. We've got to have our eyes and ears wide open and we got to listen. We got to learn as a staff and, and we got to make sure that we can communicate communicate well to our players. What's an ideal Trojan baseball player? What's the makeup? Who do you want? We want some toughness. We want some. Obviously, we have to have skill set. I mean, I don't, I don't care. Uh, it, in order, I tell our coaches all the time: good players make us look good. So let's let's go recruit really good players. All right, number one. Um, but part of that, you know, Trojan kind of way or mentality will be we have a skill set, but but having a a, a toughness about them, right? A, a relentless approach to the game. Um, we talk about that a lot in our program, the mentality of just showing up every day and good, bad, or indifferent, giving us everything you have. And so I think that's that's part of it, right? And I want I like guys with great energy. I like guys that show up every day, and excited. It's a new day, and let's go. Let's get back to work uh, um, the next day. Um, great energy, obviously, a great skill set, and, been, and having some some toughness about them. Andy, what do you do when you see a great player but maybe doesn't have a growth mindset or, you know, kind of the, the shoulders slunch when they K and they're walking back to the dugout? Do you think that, hey, they're at least worth a conversation or do you just say, nah, that's not a Trojan? No, that's a conversation for sure. I mean, once they're, once they're with us, they're with us. You know, we, we're, our job is to help them. And so we talk about that a lot of time um, and helping them grow and helping them understand it's a game of failure and You've got, if you want to become the best player and if you want to be a part of our program, we've got to help you get over this hump um, that for whatever reason is, is, is right in front of you. But it happens a lot, man. It's a hard game in and, and body language, and we get guys that are so hard on themselves. Um, and I was hard on myself as a player, so I understand that mentality, so I think I can communicate well. Like, hey, here's what I learned in, in, in my experience as a player, right? And I see you, right? I see myself in you um, and the way you're going about it. And, and it's... I want to help you enjoy the game, man. It's a hard game, right? And it's like you strike out, you strike out. All right, it's we all strike out, um, and so let's just let's learn how to move on, right? And if, because if you don't learn how to move on, what's going to happen is is you're not going to play, and then then you're going to have a bad experience, right? It's not going to be what you want it to be, and so um, but yeah, you just try to be real with them, you try to be honest and upfront, and just try to explain to them what you see and and how you can help them. Last question. So with the high visibility of the USC Trojans, my gosh, one of the top schools in the country, you're going to be given, and you probably have, I'm sure you have throughout your career, opportunities to speak to business leaders and people that are not in the baseball industry. How do you equate your philosophy with coaching, helping young men, and just how you empower folks and have it understandable for somebody maybe who's running a company or is a president or tries to you know, engage in a way similar to what you're doing? Well, I think it's interesting is you, you I think a lot of companies, um, I'll give you an example. I, uh, I went out, I enjoy golf, and so I went out and played around in golf, and I was just by myself. And uh, there was a threesome that I joined, young men, and I was having fun, just good, you know, good banter back and forth. And I found out they were, they were water polo players at Long Beach State. And so I told them I was the head baseball coach at USC. And so right away there was a common denominator, athletics, right, competition. But they were telling me how, like, how, they got great jobs because they were athletes. They were college athletes, 
Um, and I try to share with my guys too, like, hey, you're going to get opportunities to, to be a part of another type of a team, maybe a business team at one point. And, the, and your boss is going to be excited about you because you were a student athlete at, not be USC, it can be anywhere. But those same um, characteristics that you learned in the clubhouse and the dugout are going to, are going to really be favorable for you in, in this business. And so I, I just try to, when I talk to leaders of, of corporations and businesses as well, is like, I think we're all looking for a team guy, right? Because everybody has a role, right? And so can our guys, right? Can your, can your, can your employees, can they accept their role and be good in their role? Um, and as a result of them doing their role well, your company is, has a lot of success. And so I think that's team. That's team sports. That's what we deal with every day. I don't, not everybody on my team is a Friday night guy. I have plenty of guys on my team that are relievers that have that, that we're going to win or lose that night because of their ability to not because of, not just not because a starter had went six, but are you going to be able to come in in the eighth and throw ten pitches, and he threw 110 pitches. Your role is just as big as his, right? Because mm-hmm. you got the job done, and we got to win that night. And so, right. Or it's a pinch hitter coming off the bench, right? And just I think, and making sure that and celebrate those guys, right? And I I need to to recognize those guys when they have those successes because if I do it well, they'll be excited about that role. But if I don't celebrate them, and and and, and show them that they have value, then they're going to be like, man. You know, what, why am I here? I don't even have a role. But if I can help them understand and their teammates understand that that role that night, right, that big that, – and it could have been a walk. It could have been a walk with two outs in the bottom of the seventh that we ended up getting a two-run homer because you walked. And you, he, he walked. And people were like, oh, he, he got a walk. But that walk led to the guy that, that came on from on deck circle that got the big two-run homer to put us up, you know, by a run. So – Everybody has a role and everybody has a value. I think that um, you just got to find it and celebrate it and make them feel good about it. And if you do that on a consistent basis, they'll be excited about coming to work tomorrow. I, I believe that. So, Heck yes. Yeah. There you have it, everybody. Andy Stankiewicz, head coach, USC Trojans Baseball. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And we thank Coach Andy Stankiewicz very much for being on the show. So that wraps up the first ever Keep the Line Moving Coaches Week. We thank everyone who was on the show What a great event in Dallas, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast that came out of that conference. Next week, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming, where we will have another leader on Keep the Line Moving. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Every week, you hear guests on this podcast talk about some of their biggest leadership challenges. As a leader, you want to make an impact on those you lead and reach your organization's goals, while also optimizing your time management. Wherever you are in your leadership journey, we could all use some help. This is what we focus on with our group and individual coaching services. To book a call or get more information, email me directly at chrisg at garganoleadership.com or visit our website at garganoleadership.com. For our podcast and video producer, Jack Radutsky, and our marketing coordinator, Savin Narwhal, have a great week, everybody.